Welcome to Divine Discussions with Carly and Madison. Here you'll be learning ways to tap into your highest version of you, to create better habits, to find the inner goddess that's been hiding away. We are two passionate women who are borderline obsessed with self-development, with finding ways to live an abundant, fulfilling, purpose-filled life. By using our past mistakes and failures, fall-on-face moments, we help you learn from our experiences so you can better fast-track your way to living your life by design. We share topics like manifestation, self-development, mindset, habits, business, self-sabotage, time management, female entrepreneurship, quieting that inner mean girl, just to name a few. Stick with us if you want to tap into your truest potential and follow us for a real, raw, authentic, no BS approach on how to do life better. Attracting people like the female digital nomad looking to better her skills, the spiritual crystal hoarding gypsy who wants to better brand herself online, the stay-at-home mama who is trying to find her purpose again, the girl who is feeling stressed and can't seem to find the time to do it all. Or you are new to network marketing and need help with starting your business. You are not alone. We are here to help empower you, help inspire you, and remind you of your gifts and your power. We are your hosts. My name is Carly. I'm a Canadian girl living on a tiny-ass tropical island in Indonesia. I came from being an exhausted burnt out working two, three jobs at a time in hospitality to now working as a full-time wellness coach, network marketing professional, helping women from all around the world on how to run their business and life with heart and soul. Also a muralist, mentor, writer, blogger, digital nomad, from traveling to over 17 countries all around the world and finding any way to help other women feel as good as I do now with happiness, purpose, and legit waking up with excitement kind of life. And I'm Madison, another Canadian girl living in the lower mainland of Vancouver. I'm a coach, a mentor, and a professional network marketer. I'm a truth seeker, light worker, and a dreamer. I believe that every pain we go through is just a lesson in our expansive journey in this life. After experiencing trauma in my early 20s and embarking on an incredible yet terrifying healing journey, I wanted to find my purpose. Knowing I needed to help other women like myself in some way, I found passion in manifestation. I found alignment in network marketing. My purpose being to help as many women as I possibly can align with their own higher self and become financially independent. Join us every Wednesday at 9am and get to know us as we look forward to connecting and getting to know you. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Divine Discussions with Carly and Madison. This is Madison. Today, we are talking about falling in love with the now. This is episode 28. Wow. I always get excited. Um, But I'm so excited to chat about this topic today because this is something that has like been really, I've been really passionate about especially recently but to start it off I'm actually going to pass it off to Carly because she has a beautiful little quote that she wants to um, share with you guys and I think it's just going to be a really beautiful way to start off this episode. Yes amazing yeah I'm really connecting deeply to this topic as well just because I find it can be really difficult for people to be in the now and to be present 
And I found this quote and I'm not sure who said it. So it's, I didn't write it, but it's, it's more shedding light on why it is so difficult. I think a lot of people can agree with this, but when you start to understand why it's, it's harder to be in the present because it's human nature about how our brains operate, it gets you more excited to learn how to combat it and not be so consumed with this is just how I am. Instead, it brings you into solution mode. So, okay. So the reason why it's so hard to be in the now and how our brains work is because our brains naturally migrate to the past and becomes present towards the future. Often this tendency gets out of control and we begin to see dangers that are not actually there, right? So worry leading to unnecessary anxiety about the events that may not even happen. So that's what I have written down because our brains always jump to what if, and then we paint this image in our heads. And I think it's because our brains are subconsciously trying to protect us from danger, Mm -hmm. but it ends up biting us in the butt because all we visualize and see is the worry, the anxiety, what if I fail? What if this goes wrong? Which ends up sabotaging, you know, any actions we will actually ever take because we're making this up in our head. So can you agree with that or what? Totally. And that is the way our subconscious mind works is it's always, you know, trying to protect us. Anything that we're afraid of even if it's something that is going to hold us back. Because if you go back like, you know, to hunter-gatherer times, our subconscious brain, like it needed to remember, like if we were afraid of something, if we felt that fear, that meant like there was something bad. Like maybe there was like a bear that was coming and we needed to make sure that we remembered that fear and that feeling so that next time we would instantly run away, right? And now today we still have those same makeups where, okay, I'm feeling all this fear about the future, whatever it may be. And now we're like trying to protect ourselves in some way by like running away or, you know, inverting. And it's like, this is actually hurting us more because we're not growing, we're not experiencing. And that's just the way the subconscious mind works. And that's one of the reasons we really need to like be aware of it and learn how to, you know, be present, be in the now. Yeah. And it's so funny because modern day world, you know, at this point, especially where we live, if you're in North America right now, and you have a phone and a roof over your head, you're probably not running away from cyber, cyber two tigers, saber two tigers, or, or, you know, we get into this mode where we still feel that way. But in this case, it could be public speaking, a fear of going for a new job, starting your own business, uh, doing a live on social media, everything in our brains will scream at us not to do it because it's not in a comfort zone. Our brains subconsciously yell, danger, danger, don't do this because you can make a fool out of yourself. You can feel this way. Maybe you're embarrassed or felt humiliated as a child in some way. So now when you're 28 years old, trying to start a business, your little brain, subconscious brain comes in when you're really little saying, no, we don't want to feel this way again. So avoid, avoid, avoid. But that is sometimes just the worst because then we don't step out, right? We end up, you know, getting really anxious about the future way too much where we don't take action and we're not present in anything. 
Um, and mo the majority of people that I know or used to know and maybe still know, including myself, we do this sometimes, right? And we stay small, we stay the same and our brains are just constantly either in the future or the past when the past brings maybe like more of a depressive state can feel like sad or regret future is just straight up anxiety and worry but it's finding that middle space of knowing that right now only exists right now as I'm talking as we're here and I'm looking at you Madison and I'm in this room right now this is it this is literally realistically the present and this is all that exists but it's really difficult I think to step out of that um do you have any Thing that has helped you become more present in this world in your life um would love to know yeah so i used to constantly live in the future that's it like i was just constantly like i've got this end goal that's where i'm going and that's all i'm thinking about and like i was not even really present hardly ever and i was just constantly like just working towards this goal and blah 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 and I realized that that was so toxic and I was so unhappy. I was just not living my life at all. And so the last little bit, couple of years now, actually it's been, I've really been working on becoming more and more present. And I think finally for the first time in my entire life, I am just feeling so in the, in the now and I've never felt better. So would suggest trying to live as much in the now as you possibly can. But for me, it was a long journey because it, it, like I said, I was so in the future that it had to like really bring myself back down. And so, I mean, meditation, I always talk about meditation, but meditation is something that really, really helps with that is like really bringing yourself to realize there is nothing else, but right here, right now me and this space that's it and the more I did that the more it was easier to start to bring that into every day and all the moments throughout the day of just realizing taking like a nice big deep breath in throughout the day like <sighs> looking around and just experiencing what is going on in my life right this very second like right now, I'm just sitting at this table, looking at my computer, looking at you, having this conversation. There's nothing else happening. This is all there is right here, right now. And just experiencing those moments. Now, I think not everybody does this. Like it's, we're in such a fast paced, go, go, go world where it's like, okay, we've got this meeting. I got to go here. I got to go meet my girlfriend for brunch. I got to go drive and pick up the kids from school and then I got to do this and it's like whoa just take it back a minute and just like look around and there's something that you can be grateful for in every moment so the more moments that I could like try to find something to be grateful for every day like right now I'm grateful I'm chatting with you when I go on my walk later I'm gonna look up at the sky and look at what I see that's beautiful or look at the flowers and just like take everything in, in the moment. That's like been the major thing for me. There's a lot of gold in there. A lot. Of, 
of really good tips. And I like something came to me when you were talking and it was stop to smell the flowers, take mm -hmm. a minute. And I think that's, again, what most of us don't do when we have such a hectic, busy life, which a lot of people do. And I, I understand that because I've been there and I know that myself. But it's taking that white space, um, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour for yourself in between before or after your crazy busy schedule, right? And taking a moment to reflect and to be and to journal or to meditate or to do some breath work or to even look in the mirror and just give yourself some grace and gratitude and say how beautiful you are because you are killing it with your busy schedule yeah. and being thankful for yourself and seeing how far you come. I think these moments of reflection and present are so vital and again, so dismissed because we're so busy that who knew that that moment where you would have to take a minute would be the best decision to help you be more mindful throughout your busy day. What if that's actually the answer instead of avoiding what you need to do to, to feel better, you know, you actually dive into it and take a minute because that's actually the solution for a lot of your problems that you think you're too busy to deal with because you're so busy, you know, busy being busy. And I think that's a big excuse as to why people are not as present. And I really wanted to comment about how you were stuck in the future so much because I think when you dive into the self-development world, we're so encouraged to dream and visualize and to set goals. I think that in anything you can do, you can step over the line, mm -hmm. you can take it to another extreme and no matter what, toxic positivity, toxic, you know, negative, whatever you go, there's always going to be another step where it could be too much. Mm -hmm. And I think it's whatever level it is for each person. But it's finding the middle ground for me personally of having a goal and being very excited and visualizing and, you know, taking a minute to really be in the future and to see where you could go, but it's not necessarily worry. You want to set yourself up for thinking about how exciting you can feel when you have what you want and not being so sad that you don't have it now, but getting excited to work hard towards your future, but enjoying that process of being present of getting there, not just stuck in the future where you feel kind of bad mm -hmm. and then the worry and anxiety comes. That's where I think it goes wrong. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Where you're just so stuck in that, but it, yeah, it's the presence that comes along with getting excited um, and seeing where you are now. And another thing for me is multitasking has helped like not multitasking, has helped me become more present one step at a time, one goal at a time, one budget plan at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that helped me. That's so good, actually. Like, yeah. And I would agree, actually, now that I think about it, is I used to try to multitask so many things at once and then like wonder why like my brain's not here. Like, of course, your brain isn't here when you're trying to do a bajillion things at once. It's impossible. Yeah. But then we don't end up doing it properly at all because we're half-assing all the eight things you need to do when you could do, like, have your whole energy into one thing at a time to really get it right or to get it done with very, with your present mind. Because if I'm doing something and I have eight things on my brain, uh, I'm going to do that one thing that I'm supposedly trying to get done in a you know half-assed kind of way it's that's just how I operate but you know what I've noticed in my 
in the cafe job that I've been taking on, on and off, everyone has their stations. Who's making the smoothie? Who's on the cashier? And if I'm on a smoothie station, it's a really good metaphor and example is there's going to be a list of a thousand smoothies that you have to make. And it's a busy ass Saturday. What do you do? Get overwhelmed by everything that I have to make? No, it's like this robotic mode I get into where it's one smoothie at a time, calling them out one by one and not looking at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. It's just, so, and that is a, was a big lesson for me actually realizing that that's how I get the best and most things done with a systematic way. And you're present with each smoothie. So using that as a reflection on whatever task you have at hand or a goal you want to set, getting excited about the future, but what can you do right now in this moment to get it done and be present with it so you can actually put your all into it? Mm, I like that. Yes. Right. Smoothie metaphor. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so true because when you look at the big picture, yeah, it's overwhelming. You have a big goal of, you know, I want to be here in the next five years. Like, whoa, how am I going to get there? No, break it down. Where, what are you doing today? What are you doing tomorrow? You don't need to think about all the stuff that's going on way down here. What's here? What's right now? And then also like, I just uh, thought of something as well, like kind of going back to like living in the future though, it's like, how are you ever supposed to be grateful for what you get that big juicy goal when you finally get there? How are you going to be grateful for that if you were never even experiencing and living and grateful for your present right here, right now? And that's something that we like kind of forget is like, if we're not experiencing all this stuff that's happening here, how are we even going to up level? Because it's like this energetic thing too, right? Like you're not going to get forward if you're not even experiencing and grateful for what's happening right now. Yeah. But people just want to jump to the future and not put in the work, right? We just want it. We want it now. We want it right now. But like you said, it's the living part. It's the action steps. It's the failing. It's to falling on your face moments. It's the lessons. It's being present in the ups and the downs that will get you to where you want to go because nothing is linear, nothing straight. Everything is kind of up and down and all over the place that can feel that way. And again, what people want to mostly avoid because they just want to be in the future now, but the future is now when you get there. And who says anything will change if you're not willing to be present and put in the necessary steps and the necessary work to get there. It definitely falls into a few other things where like in your network marketing business that we're a part of, Everyone wants to be at the top of the company, but no one's willing, not no one, but a high percentage of people aren't willing to put in the work to get there because their brains are just so focused on the top rank when they're at the first rank and they're feeling bad because they're not there and breaking it down where you do your daily method of operation, meaning the steps that you have to take to get there. And again, a lot of people aren't willing to do that because it's too much work or it's too far away or it's too overwhelming. And they're so anxious about the future not being there fast enough. And I can relate to what I'm saying so much (laughs) within my business, but it's taking that moment. And again, asking myself, what action step will I take in this next 20 minutes that will get me closer to my goal? And you chip away at what you, what you need to do in each day. And one day you're going to look up, look back and say, oh my God, this is it. This is why you reap what you sow. 
you know, whatever you plant the seeds in, it, it blooms later down the track and that's compounding, right? Anyways, I'm getting a bit off topic, but it's that importance of taking the steps that you need to take in the present and being in it um, and not being so worried about the future because that will sabotage your present moment now because you're so worried about what could happen or what won't happen. And I think that's the main thing that I think so many people do or they give up on their dreams and it's really sad. Oh my gosh. Okay. So many things there that yes, 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 yes. It's, it's a slow journey to get to where you want to go. And each step and each part of the journey is so important. There is a reason that that is a part of your journey. You're either supposed to learn from it. No, you're absolutely supposed to learn from it. Every single part of it and you're supposed to grow from it like all of this stuff is happening in your life for a reason and if you're just if you're just letting it pass you by and you're missing out on these lessons you're missing out on this growth and the, these experiences because you're not present you're missing out on the entire journey Ooh, that's so true it's like a package deal mm-hmm right? There's a lot of pieces. Um, I do have another tip. Yes, give it. And this is something that's really helped me. And I did this challenge two years ago, and it was every day for 30 days, I did something new. Mm -hmm. I tried something new because there's something psychologically within us that if you do something new, you're more present and you're more switched on and you're paying more attention because when we're kids and learning and growing, we're very aware. We're like, oh, you know, we're so excited. We're looking at the world with fresh eyes. And I think that, again, routine is great and rituals are great. But after a while, if you're doing the same thing every day and you are feeling on autopilot, that's not present. You're in another planet. You're just doing and your body is robotically getting it done. But if you like stimulate your brain in the present moment, it's trying a new hobby. And I did something like painted my nails a different color that day. I did uh, stand up paddle boarding. I went for maybe a walk around the island, another route, because again, it's trying to find another direction around where I'm trying to, my brain is switched on. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be jumping out of a plane. You know, it could be picking up pottery. It could be painting for the first time in a while since you were little and it's these things that snap you into the present moment and make you feel like a kid again which is I think what we all should try and get back to as much as possible because that keeps you young it keeps you vibrant it keeps you present and less worry because you're putting your creative brain to action and again if we haven't done that or tried something new in a while there's a reason why maybe we feel the way we do and we feel so worried about things because we're not playing anymore mm. That's so good. I love that. And I, I think it's so important, like, just to feel happy. Yeah. In general, like, when's the last time you tried something new? What are you experiencing? Yes, you're going to feel way more present when you're experiencing something new. And then you're going to bring that into the next day and into the rest of your week, even. And then it just kind of domino effects. Yeah, it just it just makes you feel better. And again, we I know we talk about a lot of tips on being joyful and happy. Um, and I will forever talk about this. 
and it will always be in this podcast that we've created because it's just such a key ingredient to having a thriving, abundant life uh, because we can be so serious and thinking about the future, but if we're not having fun and we're not laughing and we're not enjoying and being present with our friends and family, again, side note, another tip, being present with your friends and family, looking in the, in the eyes, saying how grateful you are for them. If we're not like that, we're going to feel like, and this has been my pet peeve for a little while. And when you're talking with someone and they're not looking at you and they're waiting for the next person to walk in the room or they're not being present with you and you feel like you're basically talking to a wall because they're just, they're just not there. And you feel like, what, what's the point of even being here? And I, I used to spend time with people like this and I vouched that I would do my very best not to ever be that person and to be more present with my mom, with my friends, not having to run out the door because I'm so busy, but being there. And these, again, this helps you become a better quality person. People will, again, gravitate more towards you because they know that you care. And that's the kind of life I want to live. And being present is just, again, the most important thing that we forget we do. So again, that's another tip. I have so many of them. (laughs) Totally. And it's like, are you constantly on your phone? Like, are you constantly on your phone while you're with the people that you love? Like, if you are, like, that's actually an addiction and that's a problem because you're taking the whole purpose of the phone away. Like the whole purpose is to be like connected when you're not with people. But if you are, and even like, um, I was listening to this like study or whatever. I can't really remember what it was from or what, but they're talking about how even if you put your phone um, on the table and you're having like lunch or whatever, and you just put it upside down so you can't see, like that's still like rude and that's still a problem. Like it should be a way you shouldn't see it. It shouldn't be in sight because you're disrespecting the people that you're around by just having it out. It's like, you're not really being present because you're showing that whatever happens on this phone is more important. So if you're answering a text, you're looking at social media, when you're with the people that you love, your parents, your friends, anyone, your spouse, this is a huge one. And if you're looking, scrolling through social media while you're talking with them, all you're doing is telling them that this phone that you're scrolling through nothing is more important than what that person is saying to you right now. That person that is physically in front of you, looking at you in the face, this phone that is nothing is more important to you. Yeah. I think at one point, I remember when phones became more and more and more, I I remember looking back on friends I was with and that's all we used to do. And then time passed when we became more aware of this habit and it was just so blah it's just not okay and I definitely have changed drastically with that rule over the past little while but we're all guilty of it at one point or another we've all done it but stopping it in its tracks and making a rule as well like when me and my boyfriend will do certain things of like we go for a walk we leave our phones at home because that's our time to walk and connect and talk and be present with each other. Because at home, we're just kind of lazing around. He's on his phone. I'm on my phone. He's listening to his sports. I'm running my business or, you know, scrolling on Instagram. 
and being more aware of like the set rules around your phone um, have really changed our relationship and it can change your relationship with anybody if you set even or verbalize it you know and make a, a set rule about let's leave our phones at home this time and it's crazy what can happen because you are way more present there's no little distractions around you and you actually it just it's a game changer so i'm so glad you shed shed light on this one because uh, I totally forgot about that. It's this friggin' phone that we love and adore and connect with that can be so disconnecting. Mm-hmm. And it's about using it right and with using it with intention. And that again can change so much for you and I think your relationships for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, how, how can you be present if you're not? Yeah. You know? I know. Okay, so I have maybe one more little thing over here um I love how much water you drink by the way those of you listening Madison's drinking like a gallon of water right now in front of me I love it hydrate it's um 2.2 liters okay it looks way bigger on zoom it um yeah it looks like those big water jugs it's just yeah so impressed right now oh my gosh on it (laughs) Okay. Sidetrack squirrel. Okay. Um, let's see. I think also one thing I probably want to shed light on. Um, yeah, you touch base on mindful meditation. That's obviously a new, a really important one. I think that helped me. And I think I might've mentioned this before. Um, and it's very like a small little tip, but it's doing things a bit differently throughout your day. Again, with like paying more attention, which is I brush my teeth with my left hand. It's such a big tip that I've always talked about. I love it because I'm like, you just switch on and you're like, oh God, okay. Cause you just, you, it's so difficult, but it makes me just, instead of brushing my teeth and worrying or thinking about the past or what I have to do tomorrow, I'm there and I'm like trying so hard to brush every tooth. That's one little things using your left hand for other things and being a little bit more different with your mannerisms throughout the day. Um, switching things up that way have really helped. And that's just one small thing that I think has helped me snap myself out of things or overthinking. Yeah, you do talk about that all the time, actually. <laughs> I should really try it because I've thought have you done it. No. <laughs> Dude, do it. Do it today or tonight. Okay. And think of me while you do it. <laughs> I, will. I will brush my teeth with my left hand tonight and think of you while I do it. Thank you. And everybody, <laughs> please do this as well. It's such a fun thing. It's so fun. You feel absolutely ridiculous. But again, the more fun you have in your life and the more silly you feel and the more you laugh and connect, I think that's it. No, that's the best kind of quality in life that <laughs> I want. That's what I want to live. But do you have anything else that you want to add on or how do we feel about this? You know what? I think we covered everything for the most part. Um, I think like this is just such an important topic really and to stress again is like the more you can be present in your life, the I feel truly that the more happiness you can find. For me personally, the more that I've been present these last couple of years and especially right now, like I truly feel like I'm very, very present in my life right now. And it creates so much more opportunity for happiness and pure just joy and bliss. When you can find that happiness in the little things in life that you're now paying attention to. So that's what I would really say. And that's what I would really stress and hope that you guys can all find that that presence in your life. What a beautiful way to end that. And I'm so happy for you. And I feel it from you. 
And again, the more you tap into this, people feel it and they, they ask you, what, what are you on? Can I have some? Because it looks really cool because it, you ooze something when you find more presence. And the word bliss you just said was so perfect. And bliss is, I think, just a feeling of it just feels pure and good. And there's no space for worry or anxiety or regret when you're in that state. And to find that place as much as you can daily, even if you fall out of it, it's just getting back to yourself and using some of these practices that we've shared. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you.